Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. I'm Andrew Dow with Saunders & Associates. It is time for another Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. The Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. We are joined today by Steve Glick, our Senior Vice President of Advertising and Marketing, Dave Rutiner, Vice President of Digital Marketing and Technology, and today, Hamptons' real estate icon. I like that title. It's a good one. Diane Sachi. Diane, welcome. Um, I thanks say, so much. I would say Diane is more like Hamptons' real estate royalty. Okay. Not just an icon. But Diane, look, that you've Absolute been royalty. You've been doing this for over thirty years, right? I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's been in the game for a long time, and, and Diane, listen, this has been just a crazy, crazy year. So I'm curious. I mean, when you look back on your career in Hamptons real estate, how does this year compare to years past? It's completely and totally inexplicable, indescribable, shocking, and it's been terrific. Well, there you go. <laughs> so a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, is it all positive? Does the does the does the activity weigh on you? Is it is is, is it all good? Day to day life is brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, the velocity of the business is exciting, yeah. but what you have to do to keep up with it is really very difficult. And it's difficult for everyone. It's painful. Mm. Do you find yourself working more with buyers or sellers? Because, I mean, if you're a buyer right now, it, it's tough. I'd like to say it's about equal. Um, um, I spend most of my time listening to people and hearing their woes and their disappointments. When I used to say, when you come to the Hamptons, if you want to buy a house, come see me. I promise to disappoint you. And um, <laughs> I've been doing disappointing people in the Hamptons for 30 some odd years because people have a, a um, their exp expectations are greater than the reality. Mm. And you know whether your budget's you know $500,000 or $50 million, you're still not gonna get everything you want. Right. And, um, and, and the same thing on the sell side, you, their expectations for what they can sell their property for and how much money they're going to have at the end of the day is always a disappointment. Right. So if you work from that notion, um, this year has been especially so on both sides. Wow. Yeah, it's, you, you forget about that. I mean, especially now, people, are, they want to sell their house or they want top dollar. But look, if you're selling your house now or five years ago, you're always going to want top dollar and that right. maybe doesn't always <laughs> coincide with what the market uh, is, is dictating. And I, I think people think that they can get crazy over asks in this market, which in some cases is, is the case, but it's not, you know, in the Again. previous podcast, we've talked to every agent said, look, you still got to price it appropriately. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so what are you telling buyers that are, that are out there and they're saying, like, they've come to you, they're therapist, Diane, help me. I need, you know, here's my problems and I can't find the house that I want. I have a, a sizable budget, but it, it's just nothing's out there. So what can you do for me? Well, it's funny you um, say it that way, and this was not rehearsed at people who were listening. I, <laughs> I had a very unusual experience uh, last week where I showed a bunch of homes to somebody who I showed them what they wanted. Of course, they didn't want that. They, they wanted a, um, a small, large house or a large, small house. They didn't really want a small, small house. Um, and everything we looked at was disappointing. And they said, what if I raise my budget by a million dollars? And I said, oh, then you'll be disappointed in larger houses. <laughs> 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 um, and the reason for that is most folks come out here wanting a brand new house that's perfect, they can move right into, they just need to send their decorator and they'll be in the house in two, three months. That doesn't exist. 
Best case, you can find a pre-construction and the house is almost ready and you can pick out some things on your own and it'll be ready maybe in three or four months. But those are all gone. Mm -hmm. So the only thing you can show people are resales and resales basically are a lot of work. And I've, um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not the fun that people think it is coming out here. They come out here and they look at a house and they say it's dated or the washing machine's in the basement or there's no bowling alley or whatever it is that turns someone on. So you, what I've been trying to do this year is, is not just manage expectations, but have people kind of look differently at what they're looking at, um, not just immediately, but long term. And I, um, I think the, the best way to do that is to identify the location you want, identify the budget you want, and between those two things, try and fit your budget into the location. And the way to do that, surprisingly, is to look at a much lower price range. How does I know that, that sounds. How yeah. does that make sense, right? <laughs> I'm going to use these numbers just because they're easy numbers, not because everybody has a budget of $10 million. <coughs> Quite the contrary. Um, but let's say your budget's $10 million. You want to be south of the high, highway in Sacaponic and there are three houses that you found online. Chances are by the time you found them online, they've already been sold. If not, when you get out to look at them, the broker's gonna tell you that they're competitive bids mm -hmm. and your customer is gonna say, your, my customer is gonna say to me, I don't wanna be in a bidding war. Well, you know, this is a war zone. So you gotta get out of the war zone. And the way to do that is stay in that neighborhood and instead of looking at $10 million, look at four or $5 million. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Um, and I could be, but then you can be in that house and that location and design your own house and at the end of the day end up at the same $10 million. Yes. You don't have a bidding war. That's right. You, you save a that. lot of money in closing costs. Um, and what I experience when I tell people that, because they say I don't have an imagination and I have a funny story about that, but um, you can either pay someone to have an imagination for you and they'll build a virtual model or you can go to the builder whose house you didn't get because you didn't bid high enough or you weren't there when it happened and say, I want that house over here. Um, oh my and God, that he is can so smart. build that same house in that location. You're in for $10 million. Um, and then they say to me, but I have to wait a year. Mm -hmm. And I say, you're going to wait five years doing what you're doing now. <laughs> right. right. Because, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. Um, if you want to make it happen, do that. And instead of driving around or following me, as the case may be these days, for the next three or four years, you can be online picking out beautiful faucets for your new bathroom. Right. Um, so it's also they, like a that's like an investment strategy. I mean, that's what a developer does, right? right. Is is you know buy a property and improves it and turns it into worth much much more than it is. But it's kind of interesting your advice because it's so difficult to get the new construction today that you are kind of advising the buyer to have a mindset of a developer and it's like the law and it, it, it's actually like the smartest play thank you um yeah, you're yes <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're gonna have to pay more than the developer would pay for that property that tear down because if it were cheaper the builder would the developer would have bought it right um, but you're not going to have to, at the end of the day, you're not going to have to pay his profit. Is it hard, though, to walk into right. a house where, and, and paint the picture? You know, if, you're, if your client's coming out and they're saying, I just want to walk in turnkey and, and be in by Memorial Day, and you're like, okay, well, that doesn't exist, but let me show you this, you know, and they're like, somebody else's taste, 
somebody else's house and they walk in and they go, I don't see it. What are you talking about, Diane? So you almost have to say, like, just trust me on this. What I think the way to do it, um, because it, people have an awful lot of trouble seeing it. I mean, there's, I, th I think, I don't know what the statistics are, but something like only 20% of the people have a mind's eye. And okay. I'm going to go tell you a funny little story. Many, many years ago, I showed this really cute house to a couple. And um, it was a barn-style house, and it had a purple front door. Um, but everything about it they loved. And at the end of the day, I said, did you see anything you'd like? And they said, well, we really like that barn house, but it needs too much work. I said, it needs work. It's brand new. And they said, isn't that the house with the purple front door? And I said, yes. And they said, we didn't like the color of the door. <laughs> I said, you just have to paint it. And the wife said to the husband, you tell her how unhandy you are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like he's going to so, do it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, and I had similar stories where, you know, you say, somebody says, why isn't my house renting? And so, you know, the house doesn't show well. You need to, like, you know, get new linens, change right. the blinds, paint the walls. And they call you back and they, you know, they think that because they bought new linens, the house is going to rent. Um, and they put the linens on the bed, and they said, it doesn't look so different. Right. Well, of course it doesn't look different, because one is you didn't iron them. Um, but th they, people d don't, they really can't see what other people see. Um, and they think, because it's their house, they're used to it the way it is, and it's fine. Someone else comes in, and it's not what they would do, therefore it's not a good house. I mean, in the Hamptons, too, everything's custom. Everything's right. to taste, you know what I mean? Right. And so. What, what the current homeowner's taste is just might not be what the buyer's is and then having to say like yeah but the bones of the house are really good right. mm. and we can just paint the door right? and you got a brand new house you know a good example is that as you look at the stagers that are so successful mm. um, they come in in one day and they basically will use the same you know white upholstered furniture with different color throws on it but people like it because right. they can see themselves in the house it's neutral it's hampton it's it, it has a look to it um, and a lot of people just can't see that. So the process that I would go through with someone who can't see how they can fix up a house is to bring in a designer, who, and we've done this, who will virtually redesign the house for them and mm. show them what it looks like. And the technology is such that you don't even have to have a good imagination. No, we've, that's yeah. part of the marketing strategies for some of our listings. If there's a house that, and we want to paint a different picture, you can put on the listing, like, here's what it is, is there, like a literal here's what it, yeah, and we'll, it'll say virtually staged. Yeah, and right. virtual staging, and that's what people are looking for. They're like, you know, we take a house that looks like the old style, and you just show a little bit of, little bit of change, a little bit of reimagination, which is paint, redoing the floors, some new furniture, and it looks completely different. And, homeowners and you're not you know, doing this massive knockdown renovation. You're just doing some simple, mm -hmm. quick fixes, and it, and it makes a world of difference. Does that ever become problematic with homeowners where you're like, your house is beautiful, but I want to paint a different picture of it for a potential buyer? As long as they don't have to spend money on it, they're fine. There you mm. go. Yeah. <laughs> how as long did, as how did you here. get so good at this? Like, there's a lot of real estate agents out here. There's, you know, how, how did you... Figure this out. I mean, you know, it's, it's so weird. Like when I, I was just telling Steve before the podcast, you know, when I, when I talk to you on the phone, anytime I ask you a question, I get off the phone and I, I feel like I learned something. I feel so much more relaxed. That's the therapist I am, Sachi. She does that for you me. Know, I'm just like, spent, I'm like, you know what? That, she's right. I got to listen to Sachi more, you know? It's I spent like, 18 years working in psychiatric hospitals. So right, right. See, really? Yeah. You know, that was yeah. Yeah. So you're used to dealing with, with craziness. <laughs> um, 
I, well, you could say that, um, but you know, there are some people who are good at selling and some people who are not good at it. It doesn't mean they're good people or bad people, mm -hmm. um, and there are so many different styles of selling real estate. I mean, I, you know, there are people, I mean, I, I've taken my customers to um, listings of other brokers and they get the customers get in the car with me and say, that person's so awful, how do they make a living? Well, I'm sure the reverse is true. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I'm sure, you know, I don't work with everybody and um, I work with people who don't like me and vice versa. I, I think it's, a, it's um, you know, you kind of make there's different some, kinds There's of someone out there for everyone. You know, right. That's why yeah. there's so many agents and right. everyone has their Everyone's own customers different. and clients. You know, cause, but I just feel yeah. like, Diane, you really stand out with your just intense knowledge of real estate and also communicating to people effectively Re, the reality of situate of, of a situation w without them being like ins insulted or uh, well, you I don't know, know how I, you, yeah. when our team I always have to deliver the bad news yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's like you, some people are good at that yeah, better than yeah. others you know yeah. but it, but it, you, it's helpful like you're, you're good at moving things forward in, in a, in a well, helpful and you know, progressive I, way. I think one of the things that I, I can do when I you know it's um, is that I can put things in perspective Yes, so, yeah, you know, I, I sort of told um, one of our colleagues the other day who was all upset about something. I said, what's the worst thing that can happen? You won't sell the house. I mean, right. like, get a grip. I mean, it's not, the, we're, we're buying and selling luxury homes to uh, people who are doing something joyful. What bad could come of this? Right. You know, so, you know. See, you, I, I, you yeah. made me just feel that way again. Dave's having a better day. You don't even have a bad day. And I think when you keep things in perspective, it's easier for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of sets, it sets a tone with, you know, I, I talk to hysterical people that, you know, they're not going to find a house. And for years I said, don't worry, you're not going to be second homeless. And it, you know, it, it put, you know, makes people think differently. Interesting. Um, so speaking of perspective, uh, Steve every week gives us the numbers that put into perspective what this market is doing and what it looks right. like compared to last year. So where are we at? Right, let's look at the breakdown this week. So this week there were 54 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk. Last year, the same week, there were 24. Of course, it was during the pan, you know, the beginning of the pandemic. Right. Um, year over year increase of 125 percent. The 54 is still uh, a large number for a transactional volume in the Hamptons. The breakdown of those, there was one over 20 million that went into contract, one, uh, two between 10 and 20, one between six and eight, three between four and six, 14 between, between two and four, and 33 listings under $2 million. So a lot of people are taking that to Diane advice and looking at a lower mm -hmm. number for, for a house. Um, we do pay the close attention to the listings coming onto the market. And this week was no different than the weeks past. There were only 25 new listings coming onto the market, which leaves a deficit of 29 listings. So inventory is, again, at an all-time low. The listings that came onto the market, there was one between 10 and 20, one between eight and 10, two between six and eight, four between four and six, four between two and four, and 13 under two million. Uh, one of the new listings came onto the market is listed with Diane Saatchi. It is ultra-modern house in, uh, in Georgica, 311 Georgica Road in East Hampton. Um, this is a special house, right, Diane? It's like a one-of-a-kind. It's so beautiful. It, it's a unique house. So if you're looking for something that's unique, special, that stands out, this this is the one. Um, tell us about this house. What makes this one so special? Well, um, 
It's a, it's a modern style house that was um, built in the 80s and then renovated um, just about 10 years, a little less than 10, renovated and expanded. So it reads like a, a brand new so house. It's like a brand new house. In the it reads like a brand yeah. new house. It has five bedrooms, five and a half baths, a attached two-car garage, a heated gun-eye pool. It's on an acre south of the highway in Georgia. And its price, can I say that? Of course. Um, mm -hmm. Realistically, at um, $6.75 million. <laughs> Um, which is a good, both a good price for the neighborhood and a good price for all those amenities. It will appeal to someone with a, a, a modern sensibility. Um, the back of the house is all glass, um, and the front of the house is a combination of stone and wood. So you walk in with um, one set of expectations, and then you get inside and people say, oh my God, because um, it's really quite special. No, no, we're having an open house here today from 1 to 3. But you're not listening to this today necessarily, but you guys might want to come over and take a look at it. This is great. I mean, it actually, with all the new modern construction that's going up, this actually looks like it fits right in. So I'm surprised yeah. to hear that it was built in the 80s. It's a yeah. beautiful house. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about what's happening this weekend because the weather's getting nice. It's almost, it feels like spring. Right, sure. so we outside. Yeah. What's going on? Sure, I'll talk about it. Yeah, you want me to talk about happening in the Andes? You can. I can. I'll talk about it. You know what's going on, though. I'll, I'll let That's you know. That's why. Yeah, I'll let you know. All right, so it's time for happening in the Hamptons. The top three things that are happening this weekend. These are my top three picks. You can also go to happeninginthehamptons.com to see more. My number one pick is Nancy Atlas is going to be playing on Friday at eight p.m. at the Stephen Talk House. Nancy Whoa, Atlas she's is great. Awesome. Yeah. It's nice to know Opening that this, night. <clears throat> yeah, and it's nice to know the Stephen Talkhouse. So is this back. is live. This is a live performance. Yeah, live one. performance. Um, I'm not. I, I think all the doors are going to be open. It's going to be mostly outdoors. Okay, but you will be able to go inside. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Good Isn't that to crazy? Hear. It's crazy. It's not like a virtual. It's coming it's not around. I have to zoom and watch it. Right. I could. I could go there. Yep. You can go to the Stephen Talkhouse. Yeah. Fantastic. That's cool. Just don't like you know hug people. Like, I'm not. No. Yeah. No. The elbow bumps, or whatever. <laughs> the elbow bumps. Yeah. Yes. And then, okay, so my second pick is the East Hampton Farmer's Market is starting up at Herrick Park, right in East Hampton, and that's on Sunday from 9 to 2 p.m. So the farmer's markets are back, so you can always go there and get a fresh pickle. Oh, yeah. You know, I the like pickle the pickles, guy. yeah. I love the pickle guy. He's the man. Or you can get some honey, Steve. Uh-huh. You know? Pretzel bread? I'm too sweet. That's not a very good joke. All right, Did you rehearse that? that? We'll take that one out. We'll take that one out. All right. And my third pick is Sofo is doing the American Woodcock Walk in Bridgehampton. So you can look for the American Woodcock at 7 p.m. And it runs until 8 p.m. So you can go and check that out if you want. So bird watching. Yeah, so bird watching. The American Woodcock, I guess it's walking around. All right. Yeah. They walk that's around at sunset. That's Is it like uh, happy hour for them. I don't know. What's, yeah. What time do you? What's the, what's the best time to, sounds, to bird watching? That one sounds good. You know, you bring your binoculars. Okay. You know. All right. So stay classy out there in the Hamptons. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Diane. Diane, that's uh, really great to have you. Really awesome insight. Um, to see more of Diane's listings and, of course, all our listings, check out saunders.com. Once again, the Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit yourtitle.com or titleinsurance.com. That's it for today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons.